Welcome to episode 102 of the Half Point Per Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Riggs, joined once again by my co-host, Dalton Willie, and producer, Johnny Pham. We've got a fun, fun show coming at you guys tonight. Obviously, a pretty big game this weekend, fellas, with the Super Bowl. Johnny, how are you doing on this Wednesday evening? Man, I am so excited scared nervous anxious for how many bets i have for (laughs) the big game because i just found out you can bet on squares yeah you can choose individual Mm -hmm. like i I know about like the the office pool ones what i'm used to i've never seen it like on a sports book to have like eagle zero chiefs one Mm -hmm. like plus 1500 and that is just bizarre to me and just how everyone now is like wanting to do like the heads or tail coin toss or like the over under for a national anthem and like I mean, the, six the, years the, ago i was like considered degenerate for it and now everyone's i mean you, doing you, you, you still kind of are but oh. i mean you can bet on literally anything like there i sent you guys i think the odds yesterday that had all of the different rihanna songs like the yeah, odds of the what, first what her first song is so like literally everything you can bet on everything and looking through all that stuff today in preparation for this pod that made uh, the game feel a lot more real to me. Like it's actually getting close. I'm starting to get pretty nervous. Dalton, are you feeling nervous, excited, scared, petrified? Oh, uh, you can this game? Uh, on bet MGM. You can bet for a white person to throw a pass at plus three thousand. Just throwing that out there. If you guys wow. are trying to make some money, you. Um, you can bet that any non QB completes a pass. Yeah. Either either DraftKings no. or FanDuel. No, no, this is the person has to be white. No, I know. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> saying on you. I'm saying any non-QB, you can also make that bet at plus twenty two hundred. That's that's those are good odds. Uh, but I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm uncomfortable. I don't like being here. I don't like waiting. Uh, and this is probably a pretty pivotal. It's weird to have a pivotal Super Bowl for a franchise, but this is probably up there in terms of like helping to cement a legacy for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, which is a little more stressful. Yeah, you know, we can get into some of that stuff uh, as we kind of preview the game. But I'm, I'm just still, even though I'm getting more nervous, I'm not as nervous as I thought I was going to be. And I don't know if that's because I think the Chiefs are going to win or if that's just because of a lot of different things, how their roster is built, how they really didn't have the expectation of they were going to go to the Super Bowl, or if it's because last week against the Bengals just felt like such a must win that, yeah, obviously it would suck losing the Super Bowl. You want to win it. But last week was the game where it was like, I was like emotionally drained before it happens. It's like the Chiefs cannot lose to this dumb team again because the narratives will be unbearable. I've, I've had less of that kind of stress, but obviously want to win the Super Bowl and let's just jump right into it. So what we thought we would do on top of our usual pick the game against the spread and money line, which if you haven't been following us on, on that, I tweet out the graphic on Twitter. The records are looking pretty good right now through the entire playoffs. Um, I am 11 and one straight up Johnny and Dalton 10 and two. And then against the spread, I'm eight and four Johnny's eight and four Dalton's nine and three. So we're going to try and keep that going in the super bowl, but to, try and prevent any ties what we're doing is giving all three of us fake five hundred dollars to bet on a bunch of different props on this game yeah fake 
Uh, for for me, it's very fake. I, I think I made twenty five dollars worth of bets this afternoon, so feeling feeling pretty good about that. But a, a fake five hundred dollars. We've got three, I guess, what you would call novelty props if you're looking in in your sports book, and then we each brought a, a handful of our own. And what better place to start than the coin toss, guys? Which, by the way, I'm gonna preface this with. And Johnny, I'm sure you will bet this, so you you won't listen to me. Anybody else who's listening to me, don't bet the coin toss. Because heads and tails are both minus 105. Why can't we get this at even odds? It is literally even odds that this will be heads or tails. Like, it, it, I, I don't it, – this is, like, the most obvious uh, way to make a profit I have ever seen, I think, almost on any line. But coin toss, heads or tails, both minus 105. On that GM, uh, Johnny, you going Tails Never Fails? I have Tails Never Fails at, let's see, I already placed the bet, so I forgot which, what odds it was. I got it at minus 105 for Tails. So with with each of these, let's, uh, let's say the amount, not that we're going to um, like keep a running count during the show, but although I will say I, I do have the spreadsheet, so I will be keeping like the at least the predictions in there but coin toss johnny's going tails what is your amount out of 500 dollars you're putting on this let's like a, do um let's do 200 you're doing 200 of did your you 500 not, did you right, not break your money up right off the rip you want the game to start at a good tone just with a solid win that's all you need and if it's not a solid win then you live bet the game no no like for but for this contest, like you have five hundred dollars to win this contest between the three of us. Yeah, no, I, I still want to do two hundred. You're so you're using forty percent of your contest money. Correct. I I will wait for the next pod, and when I whenever I'm on top, I, I will run this conversation back. Two hundred on tails. I'm not saying you'll be wrong. I'm just saying if you are wrong, you probably have already lost the competition. Guess or you'll we'll find least, out really early. Uh, a major disadvantage. Dalton, how about you? Heads or tails? Uh, I'm going heads because heads feels more alpha. Uh, rhyming, not big alpha. So going with heads. Putting 50 bucks on it. So small number because it's literally a 50-50 chance. But I'm going with the one that feels better. Tails never fails. Very effeminate saying. This is a game of football. Game of men. So it's heads. I'm going tails, and I put literally no thought into it other than tails never fails. But I, if it is heads, I will say that I'm sure sports books will clean up on that because more people are going to bet tails. And I mean, I've already said minus 105. They're already making a profit, and if heads wins, then the sports books are off to a a very good start. What I would say is the Chiefs are. If you do have the urge to actually bet this in real life. The Chiefs are the team who are going to make the call, heads or tails. I would do a quick Google, see if you can figure out what they've called more often, and maybe like parlay tails or heads, whichever they call, with whatever a first drive results. And just get like long, like just, just bet like a small amount on like tails plus Chiefs touchdown on opening drive or like something like that. That that actually makes it like a little a little bit worthwhile. <laughs> Well, man, don't use your logic here. Pick the alpha, pick heads. Well, whichever, whichever one um, the Chiefs call more frequently. If the, I feel like the Chiefs call tails, I, I feel like that's what they do. But I don't know. So Dalton, I, I'm putting uh, 
but Johnny has me just flustered with the amount of money he's putting on. Yeah. On yeah. this, I'm putting twenty five dollars on tails. What are you doing? Fifty. So not too much different. All right. Next, the Gatorade bath. So last year, I think Dalton and I both put a lot more effort than probably we should have into trying to crack the code and figuring it out. Think we were wrong on like our first guess and then even our second potential guess if we were to make a second bet. Surprise, there's no code. You cannot yeah. crack it. It's- Although it's yeah, I, I stumbled across an article with some interesting factoids. So first with, with the Gatorade, uh orange is plus two fifty, yellow slash green plus three fifty, clear slash water, which has there I has there ever been just water? We looked it up there was last year. I don't remember when, but there, it did happen when we looked it up last huh. year. Is plus six hundred. Blue is plus six hundred. Red slash pink plus six fifty. Which there's never been red Gatorade dumped since, since two thousand one. That's as far back as the Gatorade database goes. That that I found. Uh, purple bucks won in ninety nine, didn't they? <laughs> uh, I don't know who won ninety nine. Not the bucks though. Um, purple plus nine hundred and no Gatorade is plus seventeen hundred. And I have seen that if it's no Gatorade, if you bet on a color, you will probably get that bet back in a. An avoided bet. Um, Dalton, I'll start with you. Which uh, color Gatorade are you feeling? Just a couple quick facts here. Chiefs, they win in 2020, and it is orange Gatorade. The Eagles win in 2018, and it's yellow Gatorade, which not coincidentally are the two favorites. Yeah, rolling the die here. Thought about it long and hard. Think we're getting a big red Kansas City win. Throwing it on the plus six fifty for red. I like those odds. It's already a crapshoot in my opinion. So even now that you know it's never been red in the last twenty two <laughs> years, like yes. th- think about that. Like you're never getting that out of whatever clothes you're wearing that night. Chiefs, are Chiefs wearing white? Yes. Yeah. Nice. We're going red. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going orange. I'm going the betting favorite at at plus two fifty. Um, there's. Howard. There's almost uh, like nothing that like the only thing I will say. So it is funny since 2001, orange has the most with five blue since 2015 has the most with four. And like I said, there's never been red Gatorade <laughs> since 2001. Five NFL teams have won multiple Super Bowls, which that's the Patriots, Bucks, Steelers, Ravens and Giants. Only the only the Patriots have had a repeat color. So that would be you know, a point against orange, but it seems like usually it's some kind of similar color to the jerseys that it ends up with. So I'm going orange, even though, you know, if the Eagles were the win, they just dumped yellow on their coach last week. So that's, that's definitely out there too. Johnny, how much, how much are you guys putting on each one? Um, I'm putting 50 on this as well. And so you guys are going bigger on the, on the on the weird props than me, I think I put I put ten dollars on this. Coward! I just don't want to break. I wanted to break my number up in fifty, twenty-five, and a hundred, and that was all I wanted to do. I, I had to re-add my stuff in an embarrassing amount of times on a calculator to make sure, since I made it a little too complicated. But that's okay. It's okay, Johnny. I am gonna go with orange plus two fifty for twenty-five dollars. I like it. I like it. Okay. National Johnny anthem. Suddenly realizing he's already almost out of money. 
<laughs> national anthem. So the over is 125 seconds. The under, or it said, sorry, the under, start over. The over at 125 seconds is minus 185. The over, oh my God, I can't get this right. Over 125 seconds is minus 185. Today, Junior. The under at 125 seconds is plus 140. Six and four in the last 10 is the overs record. But eh, I saw eight and two another place. So some different lines, some different lines posted for it. It's a hotly debated topic out there. Um, I don't know if you guys have done any research. You know, Dalton Country Music is a little more up your Chris alley. Stapleton, I know I, who he is. I, well, you know who he is. That doesn't necessarily mean music uh, too. Okay, there we go. Now, now we're getting somewhere. So I'll let you start then. You listen to the music. You you, you know him. You some strong practically, here. practically are friends with him. In a 2019 interview with Rolling Stone magazine, Chris Stapleton said he likes his music to be straightforward and to the point. I he saw his I saw his shortest song on some album was three minutes and forty three seconds. Does that concern you for your? That's because they have long lyrics. He doesn't stretch vowels out, which would be the concern with the national anthem. I've thought about this. I've inferred with my redneck friends, uh, <laughs> and we've discussed it in length. And it is one hundred percent, without a doubt, hitting the under. He might have one long long lyric when he does "Home of the Brave," and other than that, we're gonna get a short, sweet. And God-loving national anthem. So hit the under. As long as it's God-loving, who really cares what, 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 how many seconds? And I'm feeling so good on this one, I dropped a hundo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, uh, wow. Johnny. Uh, I am also going with the under for $25. <laughs> Coward. We'll see. The over because I feel like a lot of times these guys like it's hard to look back at you know the kind of real dedicated research Dalton did where the guy doesn't drag out stuff yada yada but it's like this is Super Bowl it's the anthem there's millions of people watching hundreds of that hundreds of thousands or thousands in in the stadium like it just get a little bit amped up so he's I'm, not I'm, a guy for the spotlight just a good old boy yeah you know. If I don't want the spotlight, I definitely would consider taking uh, the Super Bowl national anthem gig. What's because he loves his country? <laughs> God. So I am taking the over, and I am betting fifteen dollars on it. Okay, your I mean, math odds is minus one eighty five for the over. Yeah, Vegas don't know country music. Yes, Vegas probably knows more than you. Anytime you think they don't, it usually means that they definitely have have you. Like they gotta find your edge. Well, I just have a very niche edge, which is country music singers singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl, and that is my edge in gambling. I hope you're right. You are like staking your entire reputation on on this fact at this point. Yeah, well, four weeks ago, I staked my entire reputation on grass versus turf, and how that (laughs) go? Exactly, exactly. All right. Done with the niche props, done with the country music, done with the Gatorade, on to actual game topics here. And we'll start with our props, then we'll get into a little bit of a preview and and predictions and talk through some of that stuff. And I I don't know how many, I said three to five props, you know, however many anybody wanted to bring. So I did five and I, I have mine in order of least likely or most likely to least likely. Johnny, how many did you do? 
three. Okay, I did five as well just because I had multiple I, I wanted to do. Um, so I'll, I'll start, and I'll start with my long shot one. So basically, the only stipulations that we have, where you could only have one prop that was like minus 100 or better because we, you know, no, nobody cares if you if you go look and do an alternate like yardage total and like minus 250, like, wow, everyone's going to go, go try and get that one. So my first one at plus 1800, I think this one was from FanDuel, Travis Kelsey to score the first KC touchdown and Miles Sanders to score the first Philly touchdown at plus 1800. I'm putting $50 on that thoughts. Uh, I don't hate it. I Miles Sanders almost looks like he's been more phased out of the Eagles lately. I don't have his snap percentages in front of me, so I could very well be wrong with that. But I feel like I've seen more gain well in the playoffs. I also feel like the Eagles game script in the playoffs have been so favorable that they haven't needed to play some of their studs extensively mm-hmm. when they blew the Giants out. Um, they blew everybody so, out. They haven't yeah. yet to play a close game. Yeah. So uh, I like it. I mean, if you're hitting long odds like that, that's definitely a good one to look at. It's it's like kind of it's a very rare plus eighteen hundred that only needs two things to happen, and it's two things like Kelsey without looking I would guess has the by far the most touchdowns of any skill guy on the Chiefs and Sanders without looking I would guess has probably the most touchdowns outside of Jalen Hurts you know rushing on anybody on the team and he, he might have more rushing than anybody has receiving so obviously they both need to be first on the team that's what makes it such long odds but I don't don't hate it I'm trying to go back and find the the Niners game because I actually think let's see here yeah Miles Sanders had the first touchdown last week and we know how often uh Kelsey has the first touchdown <laughs> for the Chiefs it feels like about half the time so I don't know. Don't hate it uh, at plus 1800. I'm in on it. I'm only putting 50 on it, though. I'm not not going big on the long shot bet. Although I thought about it. I thought about, you know what? Just put down 200. If this one hits, like there's no way anybody can catch you. But yeah, yeah what's I, I wild is he's played 40% of the snaps in the Giants game, and then he played 30% in the Niners game. How many touchdowns did he have in that game? It was at least one. I think Boston Scott actually got the other two. Yeah. No, he had two. Sanders had two. So, and the Chiefs. Um, even though their defense has been improved and isn't terrible against the run, they have given up their fair share of rushing touchdowns this year. So it, it's a crapshoot plus 1,800. All right, Dalton, give us your first, uh, your first right. one. I'll just follow your steps, and I'll go with my longest odds one. Got a little parlay action. This one is plus 2,000. So I have the Chiefs plus one and a half. Tony, anytime touchdown. Kansas City over 26.5 points scored, and Patrick Mahomes over 349.5 yards. So that one puts you at plus 2,000. Uh, if you can't tell on that one, I'm taking Kansas City to really just run out the score and come out there. All cylinders flowing. I think the Philly defense might be slightly overrated and that Kansas City is going to have their way a little more. And the Tony touchdown odds, I think, are a little higher right now because his injury, so I wanted to grab it before – there was a confirmation he was playing. You're going to have to, okay, read off to me again, because I <laughs> once you get behind on this one, it's hard for me to catch back yeah. typing. Uh, Chiefs plus one and a half. Tony anytime. Kansas City over 26 and a half points scored. And then Mahomes over 34 or 349 and a half yards passing. And that's plus 2,000. Wow. 
Wow. That is a big <laughs> passing number for Mahomes. Holy wow. smokes. And uh, I'm putting 25 on that bad boy. Okay. I like it. You know, um, I do think the Chiefs are going to be able to move the ball in this game. Um, it's a little aggressive, but at plus 2,000, I mean, I I don't hate it. And Tony, you know, without McCall Hardman, I think the Chiefs are going to need to get some jet sweep stuff going this week. And I, I just really hope that we see Tony a little bit in that role, and especially more than, than Skywar, as long as he's able to be out there and, and be relatively healthy, which it sounds like he's going to at least be out there. Well, you know, he went for 326 throwing to Marcus Kemp against, I think, a, a far superior defense in the Bengals. Um, and and it, w- it would have been about 346 had Tony caught the touchdown yes, pass. Yes. <laughs> um, and then you add the fact that I think he'll be healthier for this game mm-hmm. and he'll probably be more mobile and be able to get out of the pocket a little more. Uh, I just like the idea of it. I like the thought of it. I like this. That's also my statement, Parlay, that this is going to be my home statement Super Bowl. I think I tried to find a line for him to have four-plus touchdowns passing, and I couldn't find one anywhere. But I'd, I'd like those odds too if I could find them. All right, Johnny. Uh, I have a Travis Kelsey three touchdowns at plus twenty eight hundred, and just gonna put twenty five dollars on it. If if that happens, then the Chiefs are just gonna blow out the Eagles. If it doesn't happen, then that just means other pieces of the offense is flowing. I, I just feel like the Mahomes and Kelsey connection during the playoffs, Super Bowl a couple of years ago, it just clicked. I, I feel like it's just going to happen again, hopefully. Plus 2,800, don't hate those odds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kelsey, he's had a four-touchdown game this year. So three yeah. touchdowns, while obviously difficult, not impossible. Not not a whole lot else to say there. Other than I, I think this one, obviously, it's minus 145. So this is my one uh, with, 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 super, with super good odds. So this one, but it's my favorite one, Travis Kelsey, 25-plus receiving yards in each half, minus 145. Now, That's kind of scary. Oh, each half, sorry. Each I, don't half. Know, I, was thinking, I was thinking quarter. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like four times it's, plus, it's minus 125. I, I, I know he has to, you know, the fact that he has to do it each half means that it is more difficult than just getting a straight-up 50 yards. Like that, duh, no duh. But if you just look at, all of the yardage props for Kelsey and you go in and you look at like all the alt yardage stuff to get Kelsey at 49 and a half yards, I think it's like minus four thirty, something like that. So you're just cutting those odds down a lot by saying he's going to be good in both halves. I mean, was it three catches a half? Probably like as long as you think Kelsey gets the six catches, which he almost certainly will. I find it hard to believe he's held below 25 in either half unless something tr- very terrible happens. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm putting 175 on this one, by the way. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, I like that. And just to follow you up with that, my, my gimme bet is Kelsey over six and a half receptions at minus 160. There we go. So we're, we're in lockstep there. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm putting a hundred on that. So I think those are both pretty, pretty quick, easy gimmies in my opinion. All right, so I got to get mine down, minus 145, 175, and then Kelsey over 6.5. And you said you put how much on that? 100. 100, gotcha. All right, Johnny. All right, my next one. Wait, are we doing like our, our favorite one or just? Just, just, just do it. You only have two left. Dalton and I both have, both, both brought five. Gotcha. So. Okay, 
my next one is a parlay Chiefs money line Kelsey <coughs> touchdown Mahomes with over 292 passing Pacheco over 46 and a half at plus 786 Is it Pacheco receiving and rushing 49 or is it just, just rushing. rushing Yeah, just rushing and then I'm going to put $100 on that one. And what what were the odds on that bet again? Plus what? 786. What did I put? How much did I put on my last one? Was that like 25 or 50? I don't remember. 25. 25. Okay, trying to do my math for my last bet. I'm going to have to be keeping a running tally of. You you might have to you might have to take some of that off the coin toss and and, and budget it elsewhere. No. We're <laughs> not doing that. I don't, you know, I have Pacheco at that line in in my next one that that I can talk about. Actually, I just okay. The only difference, no. Oh. Okay, one one of us is one of us is wrong. I don't know who. Yours is plus seven eighty six. Correct. Oh, you have Kelsey touchdown. That's why. Okay. Yeah. I have I have everything but the Kelsey touchdown part of that bet at plus five sixteen. Mm. And I I was that was me looking for a way to get Pacheco's rushing total in there because I do think they'll be able to run the ball because I think they're going to be able to line up under center more this week than last week. That was a big issue, running the ball, as they were having to run out of the shotgun almost exclusively. Mahomes will be a little healthier. I think they'll look to line up under center, run heavy a little bit more. And I think Pacheco could have a nice game. And, you know, 46 and a half, all he has to do is break – one rush and not saying one rush and he's there, but break off one like 15, 20 yard run. And you're, you're feeling pretty good about where things are at. And if you think the chiefs are going to win the game, which we do money line, like they may be running the ball in in the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, I like that. I think um, Pacheco rush yards are pretty good. He didn't have a great outing against the Bengals. They're one of the best rush defenses though. Uh, His involvement though was really encouraging his pass game usage. He was there a lot. He even got some of the passing down duties. So you like that for his rush expectation and the, the chance of him hitting that over, especially because it's a pretty low number in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the Eagles are like one bad Jordan Davis snap, not playing to easy runs. I mean, without Jordan Davis and their defense is why Washington was allowed to run all over them in week four and win that game mm-hmm. or week eight. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. That, that is definitely um, popped up for the Eagles uh, a couple times here here and there this year. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey is better than Isaiah Pacheco, but they could not tackle Christian McCaffrey last week, and it just ultimately obviously didn't matter because there was no quarterback after well, the first. Well, just to add to it, though, like, and I understand, like, they were winning by a lot, but McCaffrey was the only player on their offense who could do anything mm-hmm. when they had no quarterback, like you knew they were going to run the ball and he was still getting eight yards on some of his carries. Yeah. And the the way to attack this, like the Eagles, I, I saw the stat. They're like, this, this doesn't go with the rushing, but the Eagles are like 24th in the NFL and defend and uh, defending pass catching running backs, basically like receiving yards allowed the running backs or like yards per kid. I don't remember what the exact stat was, but so I didn't get, any receiving yardages in there for running backs. There was one I really considered that was like Pacheco. It had a rushing and receiving. Um, I think it was a receiving touchdown and like a certain amount of rushing yards. Like I, I, and McKinnon obviously is a sneaky one too. I, I think if you can sneak any 
KC running back um, receiving props in there. It's probably not a bad call. I just, for whatever reason, didn't really find any or didn't search any out. But I, I think the Chiefs are probably going to have uh, a good screen game plan because the, the pass rush is obviously an issue on the other side. Well, what I'm bummed about, then this is from Warren Sharp on Twitter. The Eagles are 29th in the NFL in yardage allowed to quarterbacks on the ground. And then they're 30th in the NFL um, with yards per scramble at 9.2. Uh, but there's no alt rushing line for Mahomes. He's only at 17 and a half. And I was gonna I was gonna bet that up to see if there's a 24 or 25 or even a 30. Um, there's just get some odds on that. There's one, and I don't I don't know what the odds are because I I found it looking at an ESPN article, but they didn't post where the odds are from or like what the odds even are, like what, what the line is from or what the odds even are. So I have no idea, but um, a prop that I found interesting and I will be hunting for the rest of the week is Patrick Mahomes first rush over or under three and a half yards. Oh, it's over the, the, does that count a sack? I don't think so. Um, The explanation from the guy on the line was a lot of times those are set lower because a first rush can be a QB sneak. It's not going to be a QB sneak oh. with Patrick. So yeah. you're, you're just hoping he, he can break one off for, for four yards, which we don't know healthy is going to be, but I, I, I don't, if I'm, I'm going to be looking for that one because I definitely want to want to put a little bit on, on that. I mean, on, on his one rush last week, he, it wasn't his first rush because he had the ones where he like stepped up and, and gained a yard and basically got sacked for for a one yard gain, essentially. But obviously, the run the end of the game last week, he got about four, five, six yards somewhere in there. So even last yeah. week, he could do it. Yeah, I like that. That's a good bet too. All right, Dalton has two more. Two. Dalton more. and Johnny has one. I also have two. So Johnny, why don't no, you sit this more. out? Oh, you have three more. All right, Dalton, yeah. you give two, and then I'll give uh, a couple, and then we'll let Johnny top us off. So Johnny top us off phrasing. Um, so I have this one is plus eleven hundred, and it's each team to score one touchdown in each half, and each team to score one field goal in each half. So I thought those were pretty good odds in a game where I think both offenses are going to be able to move the ball. Need one field goal in each half, and need one touchdown in each half. I feel like we're going to get both those. Uh, and I'm dropping a stack of. $75 on that one at plus 1100 because I think that one's more of a gimme than the odds are giving me. The one concern would be it's the Super Bowl, and especially the Eagles are probably going to be very aggressive in going for fourth downs, but even the Chiefs might be more aggressive than they have all season because you look back at the at the Niners Super Bowl that they, they go for it on their first touchdown drive inside the the five yard line. That's the, the Rose bowl, whatever play Rose bowl parade play where they all spin. So you may have more potential for fourth downs, but yeah, each half, I, I don't, I don't hate that at all. I don't think I saw that one. I, I, I saw another one that was definitely longer odds than that where it was like uh, each quarter of a field goal or a touchdown. It's like, ah, there, there, there can be long, like just turnovers or something like that can create long scoring drops, even when teams are moving the ball. So I didn't feel good about each team getting a, getting points each quarter, but yeah, I, I definitely don't hate um, each, each half doing that because I, I think there is going to be a lot of scoring in this game. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a, a fun Super Bowl to watch. I think it'll be better than last year's by far. I hope so. All right, yeah, I'll I, drop I, another. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know if it was a blowout. You said that one was 75? Yeah, at plus 1,100. Yep. And then I'll drop another one, leave me with one left. Uh, I thought this one was a crazy good line. Uh, it's probably my favorite alt receiving yards. I have Dallas Goddard at 70 and a half yards at plus 295. Uh, I think the Chiefs did a pretty good job against Jamar Chase and T Higgins. And last week, at least what I saw in that game was Kansas city was really like, we're going to take away your two best weapons and we're going to make you win. And that ended up being Hayden Hurst in a few clutch plays. Mm-hmm. I think Dallas Goddard is way better than yeah. Hayden Hurst. Uh, yeah. and I the, think AJ the, 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 the counter would be the chiefs will hopefully have really gay the whole game, who is their, their best athlete in the middle and their, and you know, their best guy side to side making those tackles. So that might may help, but yeah, I, I like Goddard in, in this game to have a nice game. Yeah. So I'm putting a 50 on that at plus 295. So I decided that I wanted to get Goddard in, in a lot, in a bet as well. So I have a Dallas Goddard anytime touchdown and Devonta Smith over 59 and a half receiving yards at plus 370. I'm putting 50 down on that one. I don't have the exact stat in front of me, but I don't know if you saw the, the Warren Sharp um, tweet today about like Devontae's numbers against single high mm-hmm. and they're like very good and the Chiefs play a lot of single high. And I also think the Chiefs are going to, as anybody does, devote more attention to A.J. Brown than Devonta Smith. Now, not that Devontae Smith won't get attention. It'll probably be a lot like last week, although they won't be able to probably just cover both with two guys like they were able to with, with those Bengals guys once Boyd got hurt because Goddard is there. So yeah. Goddard anytime touchdown, Devonta Smith over 59 and a half plus 370. I'm putting $50 on that one. That's a good one. I don't want to steal Johnny's thunder, but I'll let him go last because this just leads into my, my final prop with your Devonta Smith talk. I also saw Devonta Smith's percentages against single high coverage. And I also think Devonta Smith has the exact same archetype that burns the chiefs. So I took him at plus one Oh five in a head to head touchdown prop against Pacheco. Uh, Kansas City just does not run in the red zone near as much as you'd like them to. And I think Pacheco scoring a touchdown is less likely than I'm going to see Devonta Smith getting into the end zone. So I'm taking that at plus 105 and putting 50 on it. So Smith versus Pacheco, touchdown. And that was at plus 105? Yeah. Can you put 50 on it? Yep. So kind of add to that. I'm with you that I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Pacheco not not score a rushing touchdown because the Chiefs do a lot of other creative stuff in the red zone. And, like, obviously, it's Super Bowl. It goes without saying. This is a kitchen sink game. Like, any any good call, like, they've had 10 days to prepare. Andy Reid's teams are 23-6 and six in, in games where they've had 10 days to prepare. I hate so, you. Oh, is that a stat you have for later? Yes. My bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I think you're, you're going to see some creative stuff. In the red zone, and while I don't have it in this contest because I wanted, to, I didn't want to pick another long shot. I will be placing real life money on Jody Fortson plus fourteen hundred anytime touchdown <laughs> because I, I just think there there's some weird stuff that could happen. I also legitimately had a dream last night that Jared McCann threw a touchdown. So just just throwing that one out there. He's a high school quarterback. Well, we also had um, 
we had Jody Fortson on the hook and ladder play against the Bengals. So, like, there's some weird stuff. And when Jody Fortson's in, you know it's getting weird. The last thing I'll say about the Pacheco against Smith uh, touchdown prop, uh, a lot of people are just, like, hoo-hahing CH being active this game. And I don't Ooh, want ah, just like that. Ooh, Ooh, ah, yeah, shark bait, shark bait. <laughs> uh, uh, and I don't really want to see him play either. But like, if there's anywhere he's probably the best for us, it's in the red zone. Uh, we saw him. I mean, start of the year, I think he had like six touchdowns in the red zone. He was on a crazy start, and the Chiefs could very well employ all three of those running backs in the red zone. So I just kind of like the variance on that, as opposed to Devonta Smith, who I think takes one busted coverage. And if there's one thing Spags is good at is Busted coverages. And on the CEH thing, real quick, I, I listened to Times Always, which is a huge podcast on the athletic. Uh, Nate Taylor, a huge beat writer, very, very plugged in. He talked to CEH, and it's not from the team, it's from CEH, but it sounds like CEH expects to play at least, you know, in some capacity. How much? I have no idea. It may be five plays, it may be 15 plays, probably not much more than that, but he will at least be in there. And yeah, it wouldn't be shocking if there's a CEH play. On, on the goal line because there were plenty of those uh, earlier in the season. My last one, I went conservative. This is like my Trump win. Th- uh, this is this is like my my uh, if I'm struggling, if I've lost a couple bets in a row, I do the dumb thing of find three things I feel really confident in, parlay them together. And I just know it's going to happen. And then it only happens like half the time, if even that. But so Chiefs plus seven and a half. Now the Chiefs have not lost any game by more than four points this year. I could take that line down lower if I, if I wanted to, definitely. But I'm just saying Chiefs stay within one touchdown. Um, over 44 and a half points. So six under the total. And Mahomes over 249 and a half passing yards plus 135 for that one. I'm putting 100 on that one. Hoping if I'm having a bad day, this one at least uh, puts a little money back in my in my fake pocket. That was what the Kelsey receptions were for me. Which, <laughs> can we talk about a guy? We didn't really touch on this. He's minus 160 to have six and a half catches. That's like a little ridiculous, isn't it? Well, and he's like every game he's like minus 120 to score a touchdown. And yeah. he's always the most bet guy too. It's like yeah. he, he he's the only, only guy at minus odds and he's always the most bet guy. At like he, 32. Like it's absurd. It, it, it's just dumb. All right, Johnny, you're last. My last bet has also been my favorite bet to do for the season that I have gotten addicted to by FanDuel and it is for both QBs to complete their first pass at minus 105. I am putting That's not even good odds. I am putting the rest of my bankroll on it and I'm not doing the mental math over here. Just tell me how much that is. Okay, thank you. <laughs> There's a lot I there, there are so many others that I was looking through where I was like, oh Johnny's gonna bet this one, Johnny's gonna bet this one. It's <laughs> like uh there there's so many just with, with with stuff like that, like the complete first pass or I don't know. There, there's just obviously this is the first year gambling's been legal in Kansas. This is the first year I've really looked through all of these ridiculous props. Like I looked through them last Why year when we did our show, but there there are you can bet on this game to go so many ways, and it's just so ridiculous and dumb and funny. And yeah, I hope it works out for you, Johnny. But I hope Jalen Hurts' pass goes for about two yards. I think my my favorite for a negative pass that that'll work. I'll be that's fine. true. 
Dalton, you're going to say something? Uh, I had a question, and then I realized I knew the answer. No, say the There's, question. There was my my favorite bet that I didn't do on this that I think I'm going to do. So there's two. You can do first touchdown over 11 and a half or 10 and a half. No, it's 11 and a half. And yes. that's the, no, the number, like the player's number. Oh. Who's going to score. So you get a Mahomes rushing touchdown. You get Kelsey and you get Dallas Goddard. But, uh, and then you get Miles Sanders. But obviously on the other side of that is Pacheco, is A.J. Brown, is Devonta Smith. So, like, it's pretty even, but it's, like, plus, it's plus odds, like, plus 100-something. And then there's another one where the line is 160 and a half, and that is the total sum of all players' jersey numbers who score a touchdown in the game. So if you get a Kelsey and Goddard touchdown – You've got it already. You've already topped that number. And that one was also plus odds. So I'm also going to be looking very closely at at that one. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, The thing is, I will be imbibing with spirits the entire Super Bowl and don't want to have to do the mental math on jersey numbers while watching the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really what it comes down, because like, you know, we all care about the Chiefs. At the end of the day, we care about the Chiefs winning this game more than winning any prop bets, especially bets that involve Eagles. But even like, I'm not going to be sitting there yelling at my TV for them to give another guy the ball if, if they're moving it and they're winning. It's kind of one of those things where you make the bets, you just kind of you, you set it to the side. Maybe you place a live better too if you want, but you, you check your winnings or losings when the game is over. <laughs> you just don't you don't worry about the mental math during the game. You, you just can't. I will say I'm in a it's kind of like a survivor league, but you start players each week in a fantasy format um, and you pick all your players at the start of the season or the start of the playoffs. And I went really heavy on a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. As anybody listening would know, the one mistake I made, <laughs> I did not draft Travis Kelsey because it's a Chiefs league. Yeah. Um, so if he had like a quiet game and like Kadarius Tony had 300 yards. Nope. See, we're not, see, we're, <laughs> not, we're, not, we're not doing that. We're not going down that road, but I, I do have an underdog team, like a, one of those like playoff uh, things where I, I went heavy on the chiefs, which I have Tony and I have Juju. So it's amazing. My team is still in second place on the verge of being in first place in, in this division, but I have Mahomes and I have Kelsey. So j- pretty much just if Mahomes and Kelsey play well, I'm going to win. That, that little division so that's fun all right anything else any other random props you saw that that you thought were funny or stuck out to you before we move on to actual predictions where we know what we're gonna predict we've given it away everybody knew already but you know, let's at least like talk this thing through uh prize picks does have a streaker to be on the field at plus 2800 <laughs> which i thought was an interesting pick uh i didn't bet it but i wouldn't recommend betting it uh, but that's an interesting one. And then there is, there were some commercial props I ran across about what we're going to be in the commercials. Um, so one of them was whether or not we get the new Eminem unveiling in a commercial, or they keep the old Eminems for the commercial. <laughs> so there's a there's a lot of cross sport stuff too. Like I know with the with the golf tournament coming up, there there's a lot you can do with that. I don't know squat about golf. I don't be making those bets. I know as we get closer to the game. There's going to be like some NBA, NFL crossover stuff that I will uh, be looking at and probably be regretting after I do it. But but yeah, I think if you just want to have fun, like you don't want to 
you, you're just too scared to bet anything serious. You just want to put $5 on something and just hope. Both the Kelsey's to score a touchdown is like plus 20,000 or something crazy. It's, it's by far the longest shot bet on the board that I saw. So, I mean, hey, why, why not? Like, if anyone's going to score a touchdown for Philly, let, let it be Jason and let, let yourself win. It's a good amount of money for $5, and you just get a cheer for that. Jalen Hurts, QB sneak, fumble. Jason <laughs> Kelsey picks it up. <laughs> if he's going to score it, that's more likely than them drawing up a play. Because I yep, just saw Johnny's eyes light up, by the way. So. <laughs> Well, People. I was also I was just thinking about how like the NFL is coming to a wrap, the NBA playoffs are around the corner. Once the NBA playoffs are over, like we just have baseball, like and like that's not going to be fun gambling. XFL, just get, just get your gambling in now. XFL. What you right? This XFL, Premier League, tennis. There's, there's plenty, but it's not like the mainstream one because no one no one likes betting baseball. But just gamble as much as you can. This weekend, why would they do that? Why would they make why? us go so long without any mainstream sports? Maybe to save bank accounts like uh, like yours, Johnny. Um, or marriages. <laughs> All right, let's get into the actual game here: Eagles versus Chiefs. It is Eagles minus one and a half. I think did it open as a pick'em? Like, I think it opened as a pick'em very briefly and quickly went up to Eagles one and a half. It stayed. There, I haven't seen it move up or down at all, all week. And I keep seeing people say they think it's going to move back to even as the week goes on, but it hasn't yet. Let's uh, let's start with the Chiefs offense versus the Eagles defense. Dalton, is there anything that stands out to you about like what you hope the Chiefs offense is going to do, like what, what that matchup looks like or, or what you're expecting? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Eagles' defense is as good as it's been credited to have. Uh, they've given up plus EPA performances to any quarterback to rent to the top 15 in the NFL in completion did you, did you Did you read the Chief of the North newsletter? That Yes, yes. So I, I've got um, some stats jotted down from that that I'll, I'll use here to bolster your argument. So basically the best quarterbacks I've played this year were Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Dak, and Kyler Murray. Can Lawrence, we just talk about that list for a second? Yeah, I mean that's Jared that, Goff made one of the best quarterbacks they played on the list. That that's the benefit of being in the NFC and then getting the AFC South as your AFC division that that you play this year. I mean, they play and even like their non eight, like they're just standalone games. They played the Steelers. They got Kenny Pickett. Like they, I have the list of quarterbacks they played here. Where is it? Oh, Carson Wentz, Cooper Rush, Kenny Pickett, Davis Mills, Taylor Heineke, Matt Ryan. Ryan Tannehill until he got hurt, Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. Like those are the other quarterbacks outside of the the top guys that they played on their schedule. Trevor Lawrence and the game they played was a disaster because he couldn't stop fumbling, partially because his line sucked, partially because his awareness was not good, and partially because if you remember, that game was turnovers on both sides because they were playing through a monsoon of a of yeah. a rainstorm. And that's court. their best performance against a top fifteen quarterback. So Dak torched them 12.5 epa 12.35 epa per play which is a lot a lot uh very high quarterback rating was like 124 point something an 87.6 qbr had 300 pass yards his team put up 40 points uh love they, and rogers go ahead they made dak look like patrick mahomes which should scare them because they're playing patrick mahomes 
the the Packers with uh, Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. It really was just a, a small step down in all those categories, and the Packers put up 33 points. Jordan Love, maybe he's just better than he was last year, but came in and looked really good at the end of that game. Rodgers was playing really well until he was hurt, obviously. And, and again, 33 points. I'd have to go back and look. I would imagine that was the Packers' best or one of their best offensive games of the year in what was a very up-and-down year for that unit. The Lions put up 35 on them in week one. Jared Goff, another small step down from those guys, those Packers guys across all of those QB numbers. And that was week one. That was before the Lions really hit their stride offensively like they did later in the season. When they played against quarterbacks not in the top 16 in DVOA, they gave up a minus 5.05 EPA per game. Teams in the top 16 it was minus 1.55, but if you get rid of Daniel Jones, as the Chief of North Newsletter did, because I think we can all agree um, it was a lot of scheming and a lot of great coaching that the Eagles were just just too good for. And that's a credit to the Eagles, but it's 2.25 EPA per game. And again, that's including the Kirk Cousins meltdown in primetime, the Trevor Lawrence terrible game, which, of course, the Eagles had something to do with, with both of those things. I wouldn't say their defense is overrated i just don't know if they're overrated or not because they just they've played the easiest schedule in the nfl yeah well and part of my concern with the eagles uh is that their defense is set up for like pressure and that's how they make their plays in the secondary is they get good pressure on the quarterback and if mahomes can maneuver the pocket like he did last game. He got a lot of time against a really good Bengals pass rush. He's not going to have a problem picking them apart. And their other great tendency is that they have two good corners that they shadow guys with. And the Chiefs, I mean, they we don't have wide receivers that you shadow. Those corners are going to be playing, you know, just different coverages throughout the game. It's going to give the Chiefs a lot of opportunity to use the versatility they have. It's not going to be one of those place your guys here and your only job is to make sure this guy doesn't catch a ball because that's not been Kansas City's game this year. Um, and again, I think this team is very vulnerable. Uh, they had a very good season with takeaways. They had a very bad season with tackles. They were 24th in the NFL in missed tackle percentage. Uh, that's not good, especially for a defense that was considered a top unit. The reason they're considered so good is because they were plus 28 in turnover margin. And part of that definitely has to do with the caliber of some of their opponents. Mm-hmm. Well, and they they just crush. Like, it's a credit to them. Like, it's not easy to go out there and crush the bad teams week in, week out. Like, we we wish the Chiefs would do that week in, week out, but they will just randomly not do that quite frequently. But the Eagles defense specifically just crushed terrible teams. Like I think Carson Wentz averaged like two and a half yards of completion uh, against them or something like that. Like it it was really, really bad. Um, You mentioned the, the pass rush stuff. I mean, the Chiefs have one of the best pass blocking offensive lines in the NFL and their tackles have been playing better down the stretch. And that's where the, maybe not the game, but maybe the game, like the game may be won or lost based on the Chiefs tackles versus Hassan Reddick versus those Eagles guys off the edge. Because while the Eagles have good guys in the interior too, I mean, the Chiefs have probably the best interior line in the, in NFL, the NFL with, with Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, and uh, Trey Smith. Well, same with Mahomes. Go ahead. The other concern with the Eagles is that their best pass rusher is probably Hassan Reddick. And a lot of the times they set him up at linebacker for the rush, which is 
not a great matchup for the Eagles because it gives Mahomes that extra half second to make the throw. And a lot of the times when you're bringing your linebackers like that, it's a blitz formation, which we know Mahomes performs incredibly well against. So to get their best looks, they're probably going to be playing into the strengths of Mahomes, at least in my opinion, as a very Mm -hmm. biased fan. Well, and the Chiefs don't just have one of the best pass blocking lines in the NFL. Mahomes is just like, he just doesn't take sacks. He's been sacked on 3.9% of his pass plays. That's the third lowest among starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And then the more impressive stat is just 10.5% of his pressures turn in the sacks per PFF, which is the lowest of any starting quarterback. So he, he has found his way out of trouble many, many times. His awareness is great to where he sees the trouble before it gets there. And even last week against the Bengals, did he get sacked? He got sacked on sacked on a play that there was a penalty, so it didn't count. I don't think the Bengals had an actual sack. Like, I know the Eagles line is better. The Eagles are probably going to get to him. They're going to have a, a sack or two. But I don't think this is going to be a game where their pass rush takes over and, and sacks him five, six times like the last Super Bowl the Chiefs are in, like unless Mahomes – re-injures the ankle and it's just things are just going terribly it, it it would take a lot for me to believe that the pass rush is going to take over like that yeah i agree i i'm not a super big believer in their pass rush getting home to him consistently especially because they have to rotate packages because jordan davis is a good run blocker he's not a good pass blocker and i think that rusher you mean r- pass yeah, rusher so, yeah sorry run. pass rusher not yeah. blocker um and i think that when it comes to having to do defensive substitutions like that, you're probably going up against one of the worst offenses to do it because the Chiefs look for where they're the best matchups are for them on defense. And if you're rotating out your best run or your best <laughs> pat, your best rusher, <laughs> if glad, you're, we're, glad we're both struggling today. If you're rotating out Jordan Davis on different plays, the Chiefs are going to ma- manipulate their offense to work successfully in those situations. Yeah, and. I'll be very curious. I kind of mentioned this earlier. I'll be very curious to see what the Chiefs game plan is against that pass rush because we saw them play the Niners and we saw them basically jet sweep and outside run them to death. Now, the jet sweeps were McCole Hartman, who is not going to be playing in this game. And I think that does matter. That definitely does matter. But the Chiefs also, like with CEH, they had outside runs that they were just running right by a, a looping Joey Bosa where there was a giant gap created by him trying to get get off and get to the quarterback basically. So I'm sure the chiefs will have a game plan for that. I'll be very curious to see, you know, what it is if they do try and do jet sweeps, if there's, you know, any kind of fun stuff in the running game, that's kind of new or different, how exotic we get in the screen game, like who over under three and a half different guys catch screen passes in this game for the chiefs. I will say uh, it sucks. We don't have Mikol. Yeah. Uh, but Darius Tony is a hell of a one-to-one replacement for jet sweeps. If as long as he healthy. quits juking himself into injuries. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I'm still pretty excited to see that. And I think that our, you're right when you say our outside game is going to get them. And I think that's where the Eagles are weakest, which is on their, their outside. Johnny, is there anything that sticks out to you about what, what you're hoping to see from, from the Chiefs offense in this matchup outside of I, – I know you're – you're big on Kelsey with uh, all, all of the Kelseys that show up in your prop bets this week. Yeah, big, big on Kelsey. Like the matchup against the Eagles secondary and, and linebackers there. But 
I think it's just going to be the same key as it was with the Bengals and just maintaining the, the front O-line and just maintaining or handling the Eagles' uh, pass rushers to where if Mahomes doesn't get sacked or like doesn't get pressured that much, I think it's going to be a, a pretty fun Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. And the, the one thing I will say is even though Mahomes tends to raise his game and play, he – He's better than everybody else already, and he's also better than everyone else against good defenses. He's, like, almost better against a good defense than he is against a bad defense. Now, what I will say, this year, if you just look at the best defenses he's played and in in years past, if you look at Super Bowls specifically, he has been prone to interceptions, either his fault or just kind of flip things at, at times. But he's been prone to interceptions, and that's obviously one thing. Like, if the Chiefs turn the ball over, in this game, in any game, but especially in this game, if he gets fooled by a zone coverage, because the Eagles are going to have a good game plan. They're going to change things up because that's what you have to do. So really, if the Chiefs avoid turnovers, I do think they'll be able to to kind of march up and down the field. Yeah, I think you're right on that too. And we've obviously had a lot of fluky turnovers this year when it comes to the Kelsey fumble and the Cincinnati game, uh, Sky Moore muffing two punts in the Indianapolis <laughs> game. Like, there have been some fluky turnovers on this Chiefs team. Yeah. Um, I'll be curious to see who's back to return punts for the Chiefs this week. No Hardman. See if they put Tony back there. Do they trust Sky more after? I know he just had the good return, but I was still, like, scared to death that entire fourth quarter every time Sky went back to return the punts. Like, dear God, please, man, please catch this punt. Not only for the team, but I just – I don't know how he would come back from that psychologically fumbling a punt again after doing it multiple times in in the regular season. Before we move on to kind of the other sides of the ball, I will say I'm very interested in in the coaching matchup in this game. And specifically, I saw some, I saw somebody make this point, and I think it's spot on. You take Reed. From basically between the the championship games and the Super Bowl, but in game, maybe you take Sirianni because we talked about with Shanahan last week. Sirianni has been nails in the in game decisions this year, and that's been probably our biggest gripe with with Reed this year is sometimes the play calling and a lot of times just being way too conservative. You hope that because it's the Super Bowl. Maybe they, I mean, they were, they, they went for it on fourth down against the Niners when, when on like their first or second drive of the game. So would have still mattered. Yeah. Yeah. So perhaps, no, I'm talking about, well, yes, the Eagles did too. I've eat, like in the last Super Bowl where it was competitive oh, for yeah. the Chiefs, they, they went for it on fourth down, which isn't super characteristic of Reed to do in, in a first quarter of too many games. So perhaps you get more, but just like with timeouts and clock management and challenges, I, I think you probably have to give that edge to Sirianni again this week. We'll, we'll see if that matters. I mean, it literally picked up seven points for the Eagles last week when, like you said, the game did still matter. Which, by the way, another like weird part, another weird prop was which coach is going to use their challenge first. And Sirianni was plus odds. Reed was the favorite, like minus one thirty or something, and Sirianni was was plus one something yeah i don't like that i, were, I mean that but that's such a crapshoot of a a prop no matter what oh no i i, I just thought it was odd that i i think sirianni is more likely to, to pull out the flag on, on a whim than than reed also while i'm thinking about there was another hilarious 
other hilarious props where it was like, who's going to get shown first during the anthem? Hurts or Mahomes? And then it goes down the line, Kelsey or, you know, so-and-so, Reed or Sirianni. So, again, you can bound everything. All right. Eagles on offense, Chiefs on defense. Dalton, I don't think we've really seen this real Eagles offense in two months, basically, now, because we haven't had to. Like, they play well well in the playoffs, but they've – Hurts has not had to throw the ball hardly at all. They've been able to basically live how they lived last year down the stretch, which was just run the ball to death on teams, which they can do because they're the best team – running the ball in the league by far, but it just makes it tough to know what to expect from a health standpoint with Hertz. I'm sure we've all seen the, the graphic that Warren Sharp put out with, with the passing stuff, not being quite as good for him post shoulder, but also it's such a small sample size. And he threw for like a buck 50 in the first half against the giants. That's like, I just don't know what to make of where they're at in the passing game right now, but I do at least think, like, yes, they have a great rushing offense. The Chiefs are like 18th in the league and stopping the run. They're going to be able to run the Chiefs, but they're also they're going to have to throw the ball more than they have so far in the playoffs and more than they have for, for a couple months, really. Yeah, well, th- one of the big things, and there's not a large sample size of this because they haven't been trailing that often in games going back to their pretty lackluster schedule, but when trailing, uh, Jalen Hurts' EPA per play is negative 0.58, which puts him in the likes of like Daniel Jones territory when trailing. I don't think he's that bad, but he's definitely not the same player when trailing, when teams aren't having to defend the run and giving easy one-on-one looks to one of his good receivers. He's being asked to do a lot more. And the scrambles for Jalen Hurts, he had a lot of yards this year, but when you look at like the actual breakdown of it, a lot of Jalen Hurts yards have come on second, like second chance carries where he gets a tackle and it's missed 12.8% of his QB scrambles had the first tackler miss. That's from Warren Sharp as well. Uh, so I, the chiefs tackled really well against the Bengals, like incredible. I will, well. I will say Nick Bolton I, in space against Jalen hurts is going to be a problem. It's going to be, but I think, that, I think that Chiefs Joe Burrow can, left that man in the dust one time last week. <laughs> I think the Chiefs can get get it done on them. And I think if the Chiefs come out and run their offense and score and put this team in a bad situation where they have to throw the ball more and get out of rhythm, uh, the Eagles team is not – they have not played in that situation so far this season. Yeah, and it's, it, it really, it's really weird that it feels like the Eagles are such an unknown coming into the Super Bowl because of – like we've talked about the easy schedule, the defense is good, but are they one of the best defenses in the NFL? Like, are they better than the 49ers defense? Are they that level? I We just don't know. And then offensively, yes, they're great running the ball. They've been doing that for the last couple of weeks since Hertz came back and they've been cruising. But are number one, are they going to have to do more than that against the Chiefs? Probably. Are they going to be able to, you know, at times, I'm, I'm sure they will have success throwing the ball because they're a good offense. They're the second best offense in the league. Even if Hurts isn't quite the same guy he was before the injury, which we don't know, but if he's not, you have great weapons across the board. The Eagles have every starter playing in this game, unlike the Chiefs who are a little bit more banged up across the board. So, like, the Eagles are going to move the ball. It's just a question of 
are they going to be able to keep up with what we think the Chiefs are going to be able to do in this game? And really what's going to come down to is for as much as the rush defense is going to be important, which it is because they're going to have to get them in obvious passing situations, but how the rookie secondary and other, you know, in addition to Thornhill and Sneed and Justin Reed back there, how, how the young secondary holds up against great weapons that, that the Eagles have. Like, like you said earlier, it's a very similar setup to what the Eagles have two stud receivers and Boyd's not as good as Goddard, but a good third weapon for sure. And obviously Boyd left that game early. So it's need. So probably more than balanced out there, but the thing is hurts not good against the blitz this year. So can you guess what the chiefs are going to do in this game? Can you guess what Steve Spagnuolo, the guy who loves to blitz, is going to do? Although he's blitzing, like, actually, if I told you he's blitzing the least of any of his teams in Kansas City, would you believe that? I'd be surprised. Well, that I believe that that's what I saw. I didn't write that wow. down, but I, I, th- I think that's what – I mean, it's still, like, probably a lot compared to other teams. But just for us the last couple of years, it's, it's, not, it's not the crazy amount it has been in before. But a couple things. Hurts – is 29th in EPA per play and 28th in success rate against five or more rushers. So, like I said, it's really going to be about can the secondary hold up against great weapons and against a guy in A.J. Brown who, if you're blitzing, you're probably playing press coverage, at least some. And A.J. Brown's the best receiver against press in the NFL. He was this season. That's and then, um, you know, kind of looking at the other – at the other side of that, just looking at how the secondary plays, the Chiefs have played man on 28.6% of their snaps this season, which is the lowest of, of any Spags team in Kansas City. You Now, you look at Jalen Hurts, he is second in EPA per play against man coverage, sixth in success rate. Against zone, he's 21st and 19th in both those categories. So... Kind of a cup. The identity of the Chiefs' passing defense plays well into the things that Hertz is not as effective at. So, hoping that is enough to, to offset what I'm sure will be a a great rushing attack for for the Eagles in this game. But at the end of the day, here's what I think it really comes down to. I talked about those stats with, with Jalen Hurts. You know, there, there's some areas where he could be exploited, some areas where the Chiefs' defensive strengths play into some things he's not as good at. Mahomes is first in EPA per pass against man, zone, blitz, no blitz, and split safety coverages. He is second in the league in single high coverage. The Eagles have not played anybody on his level this season, and you, you just – when in doubt, and I am in doubt because these teams are very good. The Eagles are really, really good. I'm going with the coach. I'm going with the quarterback. I'm going with the guy who, from a uh, a little birdie, told Nate Taylor he was playing it somewhere around 70% last week, and they're thinking maybe 85% this week, which that will make a big difference if that's true. I mean, I think we're all taking Chiefs, right? Last week, yeah. you were the only detractor who almost took the Bengals. But I didn't. I took I took the Chiefs. Almost. almost. <laughs> you were right there. I heard you almost say 
Joe Shiesty. I heard mm. it. The, that was not that was not <laughs> on the tip of my tongue. It was like a 16 minute conversation to that kind of convince Evan yeah. to go Chiefs instead of Bengals last week. So never forget. That is true. I, I feel better about this game, not because I think the Eagles aren't as good, but I, I just I think Mahomes will be healthier at the end of the day. I just I feel it I feel better about it with Mahomes being healthier because yeah, we're homers. I get all that. But it is so hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It it's, it it just is. It, it it is so hard to pick against that guy. I, I just even if I weren't a Chiefs fan, it would be really, really, really it's like picking against Tom Brady. It, it is just so difficult to pick against that coach and that quarterback combination. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think this is it. I mean, the one Super Bowl the Chiefs have lost took a miraculous breakdown, and only two people have beat Mahomes in the playoffs Tom Brady and some nobody from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Johnny, I'm assuming we're all going Chiefs uh, straight up and, and money line as well. Yeah. Yep. Johnny, anything you uh, you want to add on the game as a whole before we I – maybe, I maybe just – I didn't even put this on the rundown or on my sheets, but Dalton mentioned some of the narrative stuff, and it might be worth talking about some of that before we jump out of here. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't really have anything else on the game. I feel like you guys kind of covered the most of it. So – Dalton, I guess I I don't know what what your thoughts are on this. I know you you, you said that you're, you're very nervous, and you know I'll, it'd be huge for the Chiefs to to win the Super Bowl, kind of a defining game. Which obviously any Super Bowl, number one, a defining game, and number two, like yeah, get, getting the second Super Bowl would be just massive because that puts you in very very elite company. Which he's already in with everything else he's done. You add a second Super Bowl and probably a second Super Bowl MVP if he wins. On Would he be the only that, active quarterback to have two Super Bowl wins? Uh, yeah, because it's yeah. But before it, it Ben and Brady were the only other active yeah. guys last year, probably. Joe Flacco. He has one. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. He has one. So, yeah. Oh, wait. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> so the only active quarterback to start and have two titles. Okay, yes. Yes. Um, so the reason why I'm maybe a little bit less nervous and a little bit less uptight about that, like, yeah, I, I obviously want to take advantage of it while we're here. I know these opportunities are fleeting, even though it doesn't feel like it with the Chiefs. You just never know when you're going to get back. But they they weren't supposed to be here this year. They really, they, they're like 30th in the NFL and spending in, in the secondary They've tied the NFL record for most rookies starting for a playoff team. Like they're so incredibly young. They're so set up incredibly well. I'm just curious, like how you balance in your mind, like the, the nerves of this being such a huge legacy moment for so many guys on the team versus I think they're probably going to be back here a couple times in the next three or four years because they are set up very well with this roster while other AFC teams are about to have to start spending on their quarterback. Yeah. Well, this, this Super Bowl in my mind will be remembered as Frank Clark's swan song. <laughs> it's his last game with us. Uh, I think almost undoubtedly. And he broke the sack record last week, obviously uh, the playoff. He, sack he, record. Could, he could take a pay cut and stay. That'd be the second year in a row. He took a pay cut and stayed. <laughs> he might, uh, but yeah, I mean, 
this was a year that the, the Chiefs were rebuilding. Like, there's no way you can cut that one two ways. The Chiefs are definitely. I, I, I would I would say retooling, but yeah, yeah, retooling. Um, but like a lot of people said, including some people on this podcast, when you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, there's just about as good a chance as any that you'll be back to the Super Bowl year after year. And once we draft Jackson Smith Jigba this offseason, <laughs> we will be right back. <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys, before we hop out of here? Johnny, how much money do you have invested in the Super Bowl? I use the term invested. Uh, if you say a number, I will let you know if it's over or under. You get one guess. 4000 Under. Okay. Ask him again in two days. I mean, that... It's also accounting for live betting, so I'm sure by the end of the Super Bowl, <laughs> that answer could change. All right. As for future podcast schedules, um, we may, if the Chiefs win, just have like a belligerent podcast next week. Yep. Not sure. If they lose, you'll definitely not be hearing from us. For a while. Um, the only podcast I can for sure say we're going to be doing between now and mid-March is we'll have a free agency preview. Free agency, I think, is like March 13th is when it kicks off. We'll have that at some point, and we'll talk about free agency probably as it goes a little bit, and then we'll start talking about rookies. But we'll be a little bit more sporadic off and on, not every week here for a little while before we wind down for the summer. But thank you guys so much for listening uh, to episode 102 of the Half Point for Podcast. Hoping for a great Super Bowl this weekend and a Chiefs win and many prop bet wins to be had by all. Please, uh, if anybody out there bets on anything, just outlandish and wins it. Would would love to see it. Would love to see it if Twitter is still working by by Sunday or Monday. Definitely hit us up on there at Half Point Per Podcast. All social media at Half Point Per Podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube Half Point Per Podcast as well. All of those things in the show notes as always. And we will talk to you. Don't know when. Sometime fairly soon, though. Take care.